Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, speak to us, have your way, uh, do what you need to do in us from the tops of our head. What does that mean? From the highest place of our thought, from the highest place of our accomplishment to the bottom of our feet. What does that mean? It means cover all of us and not just all of us, but get even to the lowest places of us. We invite you in to shine the light. Why? When the light shines, it's going to make everything more like you. In Jesus' name, can I get you to worship God for seven seconds right here? Why seven, Bishop? That's shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking, nothing broken, all is well. God, we honor you. Shine the light in us. Shine it on us tonight. Make us more like you. Come on, say it. Say, make us more like you. In Jesus' name. Can I get you to let out one more shout? Go! Hey! Hallelujah. Let's go to work, guys. So we're in our series, Dynasty, right? And we've learned that a dynasty is a sequence of rulers from the same family. And you and I have learned that when we give our lives to Jesus, one of the reasons it's called being born again is because we are born into a new spiritual family. That is the family of God. And now, watch me, it doesn't matter what we were before then, we are now rulers. How do you know that, Bishop? The scripture says in Revelation 1.6 and Revelation 5.10 that he makes us to be kings and priests. That means you are spiritual and successful. You can pray and you can slay. You can go up in the Holy Ghost and then go walk in the boardroom. Let's talk. You, you're the type of person, watch me, that can get things done in the heavenlies and get things done in your community. You can get things done in the realm of the spirit and get things handled in your family. So we realize that we are part of a new dynasty. Say, I'm in a new dynasty. In this, we learned, watch me, that families, we learned on Sunday, will have what? Feuds. Y'all remember that from Sunday? Family, feud. Families will have feuds. And what is a feud? It is a prolonged and bitter quarrel or dispute. Now, let's spend a few minutes here. Say feuds. Prolonged means this thing has existed for a long time. 
if you're honest in, in, in your bloodline, and I want to make sure we remember there's a difference between what? Family and relatives. Now, we learned that family, Jesus redefines family. He says, anyone that does the will of my father, this is my family. He says, this is my mother and my brother's and my sisters. He makes a distinction between family and relatives. Relatives refer to people that are in your bloodline. And if you don't make that distinction properly, you will expect from relatives what only family can give you. For many of you, go to the series graphic. For many of you, your family will not look like you. Notice the one leading the dynasty doesn't look anything like the people in the dynasty. And for some of you, you got to understand you were always the black sheep of your natural family because God was going to use you to raise up a whole new dynasty. I need you not to be mad that they excluded you. I need you to actually celebrate the fact that they recognize something about you you didn't recognize about yourself. That's why they treated you different. That's why they acted funny with you. That's why they acted strange with you. That's why the atmosphere changed when you walked in the room because even they recognize you are not like the rest of them. And I need you not to even be angry anymore. I need you to be like Joseph and say, you meant it for evil, but God... Turn that thing for my good. Thank you for talking about me. Thank you for lying on me. Thank you for being more loyal to other people than you were to me. Because all you did was push me into my real dynasty. There is a difference between family and relatives. Now, we learn families will have feuds. So, a feud's a prolonged bitter call or dispute. Prolonged means it's been happening for a while. Question, what's been going on in your bloodline for a long time? Can I be honest? Most of it is an undercurrent because nobody's bold enough to deal with it. Everybody wants to talk about it, but nobody wants to solve the problem. Be careful of people in your life that want to talk about issues, but never want to solve them. Mm. Be careful of people that always want to point out the problems, but then when you say, let's fix it, they're too busy to do it. Mm. Be careful, watch me, of all the complainers in your bloodline that always got something to say about every little thing and everything going on. And when you say, okay, give me a solution, they don't have one. Please understand, there are a whole lot of problem finders, not a whole lot of problem solvers. But you, I need you to make this declaration and say, I am a problem solver. All right, so prolong. That means this has been going on for a while. Things that go on in families that have been going on for a while are things like different treatment, mistreatment of one, favoritism of one over the other, helping one out financially and not helping the other one out financially. Y'all ain't going to talk to me right there. All right, help. Oh, oh y'all ain't going to talk to me right there. All right. Things that have been going on for a while. Treating one who did wrong worse than the other one who lives wrong. Mm, you missed it. Treating one who did wrong worse than the one that lives wrong. They, they giving you hell and you trying to put God first and they ain't saying nothing to them suckers that ain't even thinking about God. Huh? Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me right now. All right. Prolong. It's things that have been going on. Maybe they made a difference because you were light skin versus darker skin, tall versus short. This because of that. Just straight hair versus uh, not, not straight hair. All right. A little not straight hair. All right. I'm trying. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right, all right. Uh, um, things that have been going on for a while. And here's the danger with something that goes on for a while. You will begin to accept it as normal. And I need you to hear me. You weren't sent to be normal. You were sent literally. Come here, Jeremiah. You were sent. When you were, before you were formed, God knew you and he sent you to solve problems in the earth. So I need you not to think that what's unacceptable to God can be acceptable to you. All right, everybody open your mouth and make this declaration and say, the feud's in with me. 
But not only have they been going on, but listen, they're bitter. What does bitter mean? Bitterness is the residue of a painful experience. Which means these are things that show up in comments that they say are jokes but are really truthful. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me right there. Come on. Uh, you know, they joke around with you. Well, you just think you're all that. Now, I'm just joking. No, you really think that. And what's amazing is that I am up. I just need you to realize that I will not dilute who I am to make you feel better about who you are not. They, they mix it in with little, little jokes. All right? They mix it in with little jokes. They say little stuff that you're like, <laughs> and you're like, he, he, hell. <laughs> hell is Gehenna. It's a Greek word for hot trash. You mean put that in the trash. Come on. I'm not cussing. Uh-huh. He, he, Gehenna, if you don't feel <laughs> Is this the fifth week? Okay, listen. I... Pay attention to everything that comes out of everybody's mouth. Because the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Which means your mouth, watch me, you may consciously be able to lie. But eventually your mouth is going to tell on you. Because in your joke, you're going to reveal what you really feel. In, in, in you playing around, you're going to reveal what you really feel. In, in you having a conversation that you didn't know I heard, you're going to reveal what you really feel. And I just need some of y'all to be okay with the fact that some of your bloodline ain't going to like you, never has like you, and never will. And you need to accept the fact that I'm like Abraham. I didn't come to take sides. I came to take... Oh. It's bitter. It's the residue of a painful experience. I've been doing good with this stool. It's, it, it, it is, it's the residue of a painful experience. So that means it's been going on for a while. It's stuff that began when you were little kids. And then now you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, and it's still going on. Because one of y'all's got to have the last word. Let's talk. One, one of y'all's got to know. I'm going to let her know. I'm going to let him know. So it's, it's bitter. And notice it's a quarrel or a dispute. That means somewhere there was a disagreement that we never dealt with. And I need you to understand whatever you don't deal with will deal with you. Some of you, watch me, some of you say, I just need, I just need, I'm just so depressed. Maybe it's something you've not dealt with. I'm just so fearful. Maybe it's something you've not dealt with. I just have so much anxiety. Maybe it's something you've not dealt with. And here's what God did for the whole world in 2020. God says, I'm going to give you extended time by yourself to deal with some stuff. And I need for some of y'all, watch me, to recognize, watch me, God is giving you time to deal with stuff so that when you come out of this coronavirus, you will have been able to say, it was good that I was afflicted. Why? Because I came out better than I was when I went in. It looked bad in February. Looked bad in March. Looked bad in April. Looked bad in May. Looked bad in June. Looked bad in July. Looked bad at the beginning of August. But I started dealing with things so those things would not deal with me. Somebody say, I'm dealing with it. Some of you married couples, you need to deal with it. Stop talking about next week. Stop talking about that's just how she is. Well, if it ticks you off, you need to address it so that you can come up with a solution. How in the world are you going to live? How are you going to pay a mortgage to live in misery? How are you going to pay rent to live in misery? How are you going to pay for an automobile to live in misery? Jesus did not come for us to manage misery. The Bible says that he came that we might have life and have life more abundantly. Somebody say, I choose to live. I Ready? So 
here's the deal. Say, say, say there will be feuds, but I have to deal with it. Can I, can I take you further? Jesus promised you there were going to be feuds. If you look at Matthew chapter 10, let's look. It's right there on the screen. It says, I've come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. What does enemy mean? It opposes your forward progress. He said, your resistance will have your last name. Your resistance will have your nose. Your resistance will have your eyes. Y'all ain't going to talk to me right now. Your resistance will smack just like you. And here's why it's an effective resistance. Because you don't even check it at the door. When it's familiar, you let it through the gate. Y'all got that? If we were to look at verse 34, you can write it down in your own time. Jesus says this. He says, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I came to bring a sword. That means this. Uh, the word sword, a sword is used to defend. Say defend. It's used to advance. Say advance. It's used in battle. Say battle. It's used to adorn. Say adorn. What do you mean adorn, Bishop? Whenever someone was being given a royal position, um, the sword would be used as an adornment for them. If you look at the British monarchy today, the princes in that monarchy, they have swords. Do they use those swords? No, but it's used to adorn them to say, if I have to fight, just know that I'm ready to fight. And for some of y'all, watch me, the enemy, watch me, he's been getting you to a place to where you have been weary of fighting so that you don't carry your sword with you. But I need you to open your mouth and make this declaration and say, I was born to fight. And when I fight, I win. Jesus say, I came to give you a sword. I came for you to be ready for them to act a fool with you so that you say, wait a minute, just in case. Watch me. And what's the sword I use? It ain't a knife. You ain't going out to shank nobody. Watch me. The sword we use is the word of God, which means I will put the word on you. Act crazy with me if you want to. I'll pray about you and get your whole situation together. One week ago, I stood here and said somebody had declined the meeting we wanted to have to change some things in the government. And what did we do? I took my sword out on Wednesday night and said in 24 hours, they're going to do it. And guess what happened? They were on that meet last Thursday. Open your mouth and say, I'll use my sword. I'll go above your head. You ain't the final say. I need you to open your mouth and say, I can go above their heads. Say they are not the final say. Let me sit back down. Let me sit back down. So, so here's the thing. Look at verse 36. Matthew 10, 36. A person's enemies are going to be those. Notice he didn't say family. Because the Bible, remember on Sunday I taught you that from the beginning, the Bible starts making this distinction between family and relatives. Remember with Abram, we're going to look at that again in a minute. God says, get away from your kindred, not your family. The Bible makes this distinction. See, he said, well, Bishop, then why would God allow me to be born in certain bloodlines knowing I was going to have trouble? Um, it's a very simple reason. In John chapter 9, there was a man, he was, he was blind, and he was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Jesus, who sinned, him or his parents, that he was born blind? And what did Jesus say? Neither one of them. This was done. You, if you don't shout, I'm throwing this mic. I promise you I'm throwing this. And there's more of y'all in here now. I'm going to get somebody. Listen, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. 
I'm just joking. Here's the deal. Why, God, why would you let this happen if you knew I was going to have to deal with them treating me like this? Why would you let this happen if you knew I was going to go through this? Why, here it is, would you let this happen if you knew one of those people in my bloodline was going to molest or rape or whatever? Come on, let's talk. Why would you let this happen? And John chapter 9 says, watch me, it didn't happen because anybody sinned. It happened because God says, I'm about to use you to get the glory out of your story. I Y'all don't even know when to shout right there. Somebody like, God, why me? Why not you? God knew that you were going to go through it, and you were going to go through it with a smile. He knew you were going to give him the glory through it. I need you to say, he's getting the glory out of my story. You weren't picked on, baby. You were picked. You were handpicked to deal with pain, to deal with trouble, to deal with issues. Because God says, I'm going to use your life as a testimony. I need somebody that knows God's getting the glory out of your story to just take five seconds and give him glory for it now. Go. Four, three, two, one. Shout glory. Let me finish. <laughs> so a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Of his what? Household. Okay. So God says bloodline. Relatives, people that look like you, people who you think should be loyal to you, people who you think, why are they fighting for the other side? <laughs> Here's the, here it is. Why are they friends with who they know betrayed me? How you even going to text and call who you know did me wrong? You treasonous sucker. I'm finna go there. Anybody ever been there? Where you like, someone's over the house, someone's out. So and so, you know good and doggone well what so and so did. And you've got the unmitigated dog, the intestinal fortitude to have him up in your house? But I'm glad this happened. Why? Because I needed to know that you were never my family. Because my family would have never sided with my enemy. We're related, baby. We ain't family. Couldn't be. I love you, though. Forget, watch me. Forgive me for expecting family out of you. I hadn't been taught this yet. Huh? So, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Y'all ready for this? Because that stuff hurts, don't it? Doesn't it hurt to hear somebody loyal to someone that has done you so dirty? And then here's what they try to do. They try to play like some politicians. Both sides. Both sides. Ain't no both sides. Ain't no. Okay. I'm, I'm, Y'all ain't going to help me. I'll help myself. Let's go, Tonto. Ain't no both sides to the story. No, ain't no two ways to see this. Let me preach the Bible. So here's the deal, church. Relationships will be broken. They will be. Jesus promised you that. And he said the first place they're going to be broken is, is with your household. Y'all ready? Can I go further with this thing? Let's go. 
So let's first define a relationship because I want to make this bigger than just family versus relatives. A relationship is a decision. Let's stop right there. So Bishop, I can't decide who, who, my, who my cousin is. You can decide how you interact with your cousin. I can't decide who my mama is. You can decide how you interact with your mama. I can't decide who my brother is. You can decide how you interact with your brother. A relationship is a decision to engage in perpetual. What does that mean? Ongoing connection, association, or involvement. So you have a relationship with people. You have a relationship with places. You have a relationship with things. This is my phone. This ain't yours. I have a perpetual association with this phone. Do you hear me? I talk to this phone like it's a person, and you do too. Don't, don't judge me. You, you ever got mad at your phone? And talk, listen, I talked to Alexa. I talked to Alexa real strong the other day. I asked her to do th th three things, and she didn't listen. I said, you are just so disobedient. I said, I can't stand you, Alexa. I don't like the judgment that I feel in this room. I said, not listening to me. You heard good dog on what I said. Hi, I know you said, because you said, huh? And if you said, huh, you can hear me in the first place. <laughs> it's a lot of judgment. Let's move on. I don't like this judgment, I feel. Okay. So you have a relationship with people, places, things. Here it is, and ideas. You have a relationship with an idea on what family was supposed to be. You have a relationship with an idea on what friendship was supposed to be. You have a relationship with an idea on what life was supposed to be. You have to be careful because sometimes the relationship you have is with a fictitious individual. Let me say it another way. It's a fictitious ideology. Some of you, watch me. Here it is. Let's go. You have a relationship with who you hope somebody is. You don't actually have one with them. Okay. Relationships are doors into the future. So, you get to determine your future by who you decide to have perpetual connection, association, or involvement. Can I give you an example from the Bible? In the Bible, whenever a man of God entered somebody's life, let's use Elijah. When he entered the widow woman's life, they, they, the relationship began. He's the man of God. She is now in a situation where she says, I'm going to make this cake, or this biscuit rather, I'm going to southernize it for you. I'm going to make this biscuit, and me and my son, we're going to die. Now, we learned, I've taught you before, there were other people in the household. She wasn't worried about feeding them. She said, I'm going to feed my family. Whoa, 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 whoa. Some of y'all are trying to feed people. Watch me. That ain't even family. And you stressing yourself out over relatives. Watch me. Who they are not stressing themselves out over you. They're, they're, just not, they're not concerned about what you think, about how you feel. You sitting here making life plans. I ain't going to do this because it is. And they would drop you in a heartbeat to go get an opportunity. Huh? So she said, I'm not even worried about the rest of the people in my house. She said, me and my son are going to eat this biscuit and we're going to die. Elijah shows up, and when this relationship begins, he says to her, hey, make me a biscuit first. Now, listen, guys, come on. Uh, this, every mother, you don't even have to be a mother. You just have to just be a person. Um, and, and somebody says to you, this is going to be your last biscuit. This is like your last meal. And they're like, give it to me first. What's this, the principle of the first fruits? Give me your whole increase first. Give me that whole check. But I need this check. I'm going to need that up off of you. If you give me that, you will never run out in your house. And then Elijah says, and while you're up, go and give me some water too. She gets the water, 
and she makes the, makes the biscuit, and when she gets the water, makes the biscuit, something amazing happens. The Lord takes what she had, which was nothing, and turns it into something because she honored the relationship with the man of God. Did you catch that? So relationships, let's go back to it. It's a decision. She had to decide to honor the connection, association, and involvement. So what happened? Her future changed when she got the right relationship. She was supposed to die, but when she got the right relationship, she lived. I pray that you don't get the wrong relationship and die when you are supposed to live. Open your mouth, make this declaration, say, in my next form, all my relationships will bring more, more good, more God, more breakthrough, more favor, more success, more encouragement, more support. I need you to act like some people about to show up in your life. You ain't going to have to tell them nothing. They're going to see you and get you. They're going to see you and understand you. I just heard something in the Holy Ghost. For every single person, God says, watch me. I need you to hear me. For some of you been saying, when is my turn? When is my turn? God says, I have been preparing somebody. While you were in quarantine, so were they. I've been getting them ready so that when you come up out of this thing, they'll be ready for you. Let me go. So, Genesis 13, 5. Y'all ready? Yeah, I need y'all to say you're ready. Because I need to know, listen, I'm the type of person, when it's time to go, I'm ready to go. All right? Anybody else like that? You know, folks, you know, you ever had them folks where it's like, it takes them 50 minutes to get ready to go? You told me we're going to be in here for an hour. It's been four. And they just... <laughs> So it's time to go, it's time to go. So when I say, if you're ready, I just want to know that y'all ready to go. Because the car has been warming up. The air conditioning is on, y'all are wasting gas. <laughs> I'm just joking. Y'all ready? All right, here we go. Genesis 13. Genesis, gene assist, gene, the root of beginnings. This is deep because... We're going to see something very powerful here. We looked at it in part on Sunday. We're going to go deeper. Genesis 13, 5, and Lot. Now, let me give you context. Abram, this is before his name was changed to Abraham. Why did God change his name, Bishop? Because God made him a promise, and every time um, that his name was called out, God wanted him to be reminded of the promise. So when Abraham, when the H is added, it is literally the merger of Abram and Yahweh. So when the H shows up in Abraham's name, it means Abram in covenant with Yahweh. So every time Sarah said Abraham, she was really saying God. Every time Sarah said Abraham, she was saying, Abraham, I remind you of what God told you. So don't you go weary in well-doing because God made you a promise and you can't die until you see that promise manifest. Every time he said Sarah, he was reminding Sarah, you're going to be the mother of many nations. You, you ain't just going to have a few kids. You're getting ready to populate the world. Baby, we are Genesis. We are a new thing. We're about to make history. Please say this. I'm a history maker. So God said, let me change your name so that every time you say that, you're speaking that. Some of you, you need to change your name. What, what I mean, what I mean by that, not necessarily literally, not literally. You need to watch me. Change how you identify yourself. 
Somebody said something to me yesterday. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I said, that's cute. I'm not. I said, what do you mean? All of it. I said, no, I'm the righteousness of God. Romans says he has made me righteous. I, I, I have been saved so that I can live saved. Let's go. I am a king and a priest. Don't you put no box on me. Stop saying I'm just the X this. No. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. You're not that anymore. If any man be in Christ, he is a new. Can I just get you to say some of the stuff that you are, that you no longer were? Come on. Come on. You're blessed. You're favored. Whatever it is, put it in the atmosphere. Type it on the screen. I need you to change your name about your stuff. Stop saying I'm just a struggling single mom. No, you're a surging single mom. You, you're a successful single mom. Stop talking about I'm just a struggling single dad. No, you're an incredible single dad. Stop calling yourself the wrong thing. All right, so Genesis 13, 5, and Lot. Now, God tells Abram in Genesis 12, um, he tells him, get away from your kindred. Difference between family and relatives. He says, get away from them. His, his father named Terah died in Genesis 11. Terah's name, I taught you, means what? Wild goat and loiterer. He talks about what he's going to do. He never does it, and he's out of order. For some of you, watch me, Terah was the generation that birthed you. They talk about what they're going to do, and they never do it, and they're out of order. So then God says, I'm going to skip Terah because I can't work with him. I can't deal with him. He's stuck in a way and doesn't want to be better. That's why some of you, watch me, when you talk about God, it, you, it, it, it's like you're talking to the wall. Because you're talking to a Terah, a wild goat, and a loiterer. They're out of order, and they don't do nothing. But talk about what you're doing. So what does God say? Abram, I'm starting over with you. Please say, I'm the beginning of a new dynasty. Okay? All right? Now, and let's be clear. This, this, is, this is so key to get. Because we call God the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So let's look. So look, Genesis 13, 5. And Lot, Lot was the nephew of Abram. Lot's father is Haran. Haran means parched, dry, thirsty. So what is Lot's nature to be dry, thirsty, and parched? Which means if I'm thirsty, I am looking for someone to quench the thirst. Which means I deal with people, please pay attention, look at me, I deal with people transactionally. I'm not building this for the long term. I just need my thirst quenched. And for some of you, here's where you got angry. You were building relationship, they were having a transaction. You were building for forever, they were building for tonight. Let's stop! Okay, so Lot, his name in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it means hidden motives. Now, you have to be careful who you pour into. Because what the enemy would love for you to do is to have you have so many bad, broken relationships that when good shows up, you don't even recognize it. When good shows up, it's too good to be true. Something's wrong. I need some struggle. I need some fight. He ain't cussed me out yet. They ain't cheated yet. This something's wrong with this. You can have so many broken relationships that one that works properly looks wrong. 
So the broken thing looks right and the right thing looks broken. Okay, Genesis 13, 5. And Lot, who went with Abram, God told Abram, don't bring nobody. What did Abram do? Disobey. Here's what I love, though, is God still used him. But he had to go through some unnecessary hell. And in your next four, we rebuke unnecessary stress, strain, and struggle. Say, I rebuke it. And Lot, went with Ab who went with Abram, also had flocks. It means he had people that followed him. And herds, people that ran with him. And tents. He lived a different way than Abram. Where did he get the flocks, herds, and tents from? Abram. Because Lot didn't have anything. Why? His daddy's name literally means, I ain't got nothing for you. <laughs> so what does he learn to do? Please look at me. He learns how to be a survivor by using people. Ooh, we about to go there. He learns, watch me, sociopathic behavior so that his thirst is quenched at anybody's expense. He learns to be self-centered. Why? Because his daddy left him thirsty. And the danger of you bringing lots in your life is that you will think you're going to fix them. Here it is. I'm going to help them out for a few months. They just need somewhere to lay their head for a moment. Y'all ain't going to talk to me, so I'm going to preach hard. Y'all should say amen to me. Come on. They just need a little loan for just to get them over. Huh? Not realizing Lot's just thirsty. If it wasn't you quenching the thirst, he would have found another. Lot wasn't interested in you. Lot was interested in what you had for him. Y'all got this? All right, let's go. All right, let's move forward. All right, it goes. It says, verse 6, so the land could not support both of them dwelling together. So on Sunday we learned this is the first feud. First feud, here it is. There's no support. There's no support from Lot to Abram. There's no support from Abram to Lot. You have to be careful when you reach low because they will expect you to do everything. What do you mean by that? I thought we're blessed to be a blessing. We are. But, but Abraham thought that when he reached, he was doing it to build relationship. He did not realize when he reached, this was a transaction. Am I to see the difference here? Okay, let's, let's, let's keep moving in this. For their possessions were so great, they couldn't dwell together. So here's the second few. They couldn't be in the same space. How is it we are kindred and can't stand one another? How is it we both grew up in the same environment and cannot stand one another? Well, remember what's a feud? It's prolonged. This didn't just start. I need y'all to hear me. This didn't just start. This has been like this. If we were to look at the unwritten chapters of the, of the family of Abraham, we would see that this has been going on for a long time. And you know how they dealt with their issues? Instead of dealing with their issues, they pushed one another away. The land could not support both of them, for the possessions were so great they could not dwell together. Verse 7, and there was strife between who ran with Abram and who ran with Lot. So what was the next few? Others were in between. I should have brought y'all up and let y'all do it because it's on the screen. 
Others were in between. And I showed you at the 11.15 what happens when others get in between. Y'all remember that? The 11.15, we put a few people in between, and so now the communication is messed up. I gave one person a message, and by the time it got to the other person, it was nothing like what I said. And this is what happens many times in bloodlines is that you are relying on middlemen and middle ladies to get your messages to other people. But tell Charlene, you'd call Charlene. Charlene, just the name I'm coming up with. Y'all got what I'm saying? Well, call Tyrone. You better call Tyrone and tell him, come on. <laughs> right? How many of you in the building and online, do the hand wave emoji online in the building, raise your hand. How many of you, you have seen this in your bloodline where messages get sent through people, right? And here's the problem. Once you tell the other person, what do they say? Well, why didn't so-and-so call me? Well, I don't know. I'm just trying to. And here's what we say. I'm just trying to keep the peace. And can I tell you what you're doing? Here it is. You're actually keeping up the strife. You are enabling grown people to not act grown. So here's the first thing if you want to heal broken relationships. Stop the strife. Please open your mouth and say, stop the strife. Stop the strife. Okay. Um, what do you mean stop the strife? There's these others in between, and the Canaanites and Perizzites are dwelling in the land. Which means Lot was trying to show off for them. And for some of you, the reason people treat you the way they do in your bloodline is because they're trying to show off for somebody else. Let me tell you what I'm going to say to him. Hmm. So what's the first thing Abraham does? Abraham stops the strife. How does he stop the strife? If you look at verse 8, it's right there on the screen. If you look at verse 8, it says this. Then Abram said to Lot, let there be no strife between, uh, 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 between you and me. I like it because he didn't say you and I, which would be, you know, proper English. Of course, he spoke in Hebrew. It would be a different language. But he said, listen, I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you. For those of you who don't remember the dance move, I'm not doing this with you. Please say this. Say, I'm not doing this with you. There are certain people that the reason they call you with what they call you with is because they know it's going to be strife. And some of you, watch me, you like to get on the phone and say your side. You just need to make your move. I need to go tell them what I'm going to do. Just do it. I'm going to tell her I ain't going to be bothered with that no more. Just don't be bothered with her no more. I'm going to tell them this ain't happening no more. Just don't let it happen no more. Can you just say this? Say, I'm making my move. Go. Some of y'all, watch me, some of y'all remember from your club days. You didn't make a move. What'd you do? You busted a move. I need some of y'all to type that on the screen and say, I'm busting a move. I, can you say that in here? Say, I'm busting a move. I, I'm not going to be making all these announcements. You're going to see it better. You, I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. Abraham said, listen, I'm not doing this with you. I'm not. I'm just not. Somebody say, I'm not. Like, really, why do you want to be stressed out all day? Why do you want to be in the middle of your sister and brother's issue? They ain't got nothing to do with you. Like, why do you, all, can we just think about it for a moment? Like, who wants, to, every time y'all get together, you got to fast and pray. You, watch me. You got to call to see who's there so you can time your arrival. All right. Somebody say, I'm not living like that. Come on, say it with some authority. Say, I'm not living like that. So you got to stop the strife. Okay, so in verse 8, Abraham says, let there be no strife between you and me. 
and between who runs with you and who runs with me. We're kinsmen. So what does this mean? You have to get everybody on the same page. Say, get everybody on the same page. Come on, flow with me, please. You got to get everybody on the same page. So what does this look like? This looks like Abraham said, listen, you're, who runs with you and who runs with me, here's what we're going to do. We're not doing all of these little private meetings no more. Let me have all y'all, all y'all, all y'all right there. So here, here's what a lot of bloodlines do. And not just bloodlines, relationships, friendships, family. Here's what y'all do. Thank y'all. All right? Come on, black and yellow. You know what it is. Everything I do, I do it big. I, okay, listen. <laughs> All right? Listen, here it is. So, so here's what a lot of people do. Come in, let me talk to you. Tell uh, Darlene. Y'all know Darlene. This is my go-to name. Tell Darlene, see, because I'm sick of what she's doing, you know, because it's just too much. I told her to have that cornbread ready, and that cornbread is not ready. She always, she's been doing this since she was a little girl. And see, she do it because she want to control the time we eat. Some of y'all be coming up with some crazy stuff, like just wild. Like, what? She always been like that. Because she don't like the way I make my macaroni and cheese. And see, mama, see, when mama used to say, she can't stand your macaroni and cheese. And see, this is, okay. Right? Then now you go over here and you telling Darlene and now you got all this stuff going on. Somebody say, that's a mess. Here's what Abraham did. He said, oh, everybody come in the room. Everybody come in the room. Everybody come in the room. Come on, come on. Circle around. Circle time. Circle time. Circle time. Look, Darlene. Now we ain't going to be waiting on you to get this cornbread ready no more. <laughs> I know you can't stand me because of my macaroni and cheese. That ain't my fault that God has anointed me. Hey, Basha. <laughs> to cook this good food. Everybody look at me. Say, get everybody on the same page. Some of you tonight, you need to call everybody in your house and say, everybody come up in here. When I'm going to sleep, you're going to wake up now. You're going to get, I, you better get up out that bed. Got it? Say, get everybody on the same page. Some of you parents, like, why would you allow your kid to change the atmosphere of your house because they got an attitude? They said, no, everybody come downstairs. Everybody sit at the table. We finna talk. Because, watch me, wherever people show out is where they need to get cleaned up. Let me say it another way. Wherever you show out, where you gonna get shown out. Lots of folks were acting that way in front of people. So Abraham said, let me pull everybody together because y'all acted this way in front of people. So now I'm going to check you in front of people. If you bold to act like that in front of people, you got to be bold to get checked in front of people. Somebody say, get everybody on the same page. Thank you all. Get, get everybody on the same page. So one, I got to stop the strife. Two, I got to get everybody on the same page, which means I pull everybody that's involved into the conversation. Some of you need to have group FaceTimes. Just pull everybody in. Well, she busy right now. Well, she unbusy herself. Fine, we'll drive over there. Let's go. Well, you don't know what she's doing. I don't care. We, I refuse to live another day not on the same page. Okay? And somebody said, well, we'll just deal with it tomorrow. The Bible says don't let the sun go down on your anger. Okay? All right, let's, let's keep moving. I got to quit. All right? Um, so they get everybody on the same page. Then... Y'all ready for this? L let's look at the end of verse 8. Let's look at that real quick before we go to this next one. 
Let there be no strife between you and me, between who runs with you and who runs with me. Everybody say these last four words with me. For we are kinsmen. That's different than what? Family. What's a kinsman? Relative. Kinfolk. Why is this important to know? Because after I stop the strife, after I get everybody on the same page, here's the next thing to heal broken relationships. I have to accept the reality of who they are so I can adjust my expectations. What does he tell Lot? You are not my family. You are my kinsmen. I accept the fact that you would let stuff get in between us because this was only a transaction for you. I accept that. Can I be honest with you? One of the most difficult things you will ever come to grips with is that somebody had intentions to use you. And when they felt like they could not use you anymore, they emailed you and said, please remove me from your list. Please don't text me no more. With the phone, you bought them. Huh? Listen. <laughs> but can I encourage you tonight? Our God is so amazing that nothing that we sow is ever lost. So even though they may have meant it to use you, Take advantage of your kindness. Take advantage of access. Our God is so amazing that God says, I will make you reap what you've sown. Ephesians 6, 8, knowing that whatever good you made happen for somebody else, I'll make the same thing happen for you. Open your mouth, please make this declaration and say, I couldn't have been used. Say, because God used it for me. Woo, I need you to say that with a little authority, please. Say, I could not have been used. Because God used it for me. Shout and is working for my good. Because notice, notice, now this is, this is the test, right? Can I just tell you this? Here's the test. The test really is because Abram could have said, let me get them herds up off of you. They're mine. <laughs> let me get them flocks up off of you. They're mine. Let me get the people who sided with you. They're mine too. All of this is mine. Abram was so blessed, I'm about to prophesy. Abram was so blessed, he didn't mind letting Lot have it. I pray that in your next form, there is so much more that you won't even try to fight over what they try to keep. Mm. You won't even try to argue and squabble and have an issue. You know what you're going to say? Take it. Have it. Because God's been so good to me. I'm not fighting with you over those crumbs. Baby, I got the whole loaf. Open your mouth and give God glory right there. Woo. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'll just let it go. Ah, come on. Let me finish. Let me finish. This is good to me. Because a lot of us right in there, that's when every bit of petty in us comes out. And Lot was like, I'm so blessed you can have that. I've got seven others. <laughs> say, I'm blessed. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, I'm blessed. 
So here it is. Look at verse 9. I got to finish. Is not the whole land before you. Separate yourself from me. Notice what Abram concludes. This is not a relationship. This is a transaction. So what does he say? You go over there. Let there be some space between us. <laughs> go on now. You ready? If you take the left hand, then I'll go to the right. If you take the right hand, then I'll go to the left. Couple of principles in here. One, sometimes, somebody say sometimes. Sometimes what you need is a little space. Why? To make them see. A little space what? To make you see. Sometimes you need to say, you know what? We have enjoyed each other's company very vivaciously over these last 135 days. I adore you, therefore, by the mercies of God. Go on somewhere for a little bit. Because maybe not having access will make you appreciate when you had it. Maybe it won't. And if it doesn't, then that just reveals to me what you are. I'm going to say it is what it is. Let's finish this up. And Lot lifted up his eyes. What does this tell you? Lot was looking down. Because in Lot's mind, the scheme is up. Abram's cutting me off. Some people's hatred of you is that you cut off Okay, let me move on. He saw that the Jordan Valley was well watered. So, so, so here it is. Say, he saw that the Jordan Valley was well watered. Here's what this means. Here's the next few. It's not on the screen. Just follow me. His motives are revealed when opportunity arose. You don't know the reality of anybody until they have an opportunity to do something. How many of you learned more about people in these last four months than you have in years of knowing some people? I have. As if I looked at like, whoa, really? I'm good. Be encouraged and keep God first. Now, check this out, guys. Lot, here's the reality of Lot. You ready? You ready? Lot was an opportunist who dealt transactionally, not relationally. He used relationship terminology to shield his transaction mentality. Question, who in your life is a transaction? There is no relation because there is no investment. There is no loyalty. There is no fight to solve the problem. Their solution to everything is to walk away. So here's the question. Does the relationship need to be healed because it's broken? Or is it working as it was designed and you just need to heed that reality? 
just to heed the reality. This is an Apple phone. Would you bring, <laughs> would you bring your desktop for me, please? Thank you. <laughs> God, dog, my whole arm is tired. Jesus. Christ almighty. Got to work out just to carry this thing. God, dog. Jesus. For fit harvest, this is why you got it, huh? Exercising. My God, it's like a 10-pound weight. I can't get mad at this. This is an android. It don't even matter what it is. It's just an android. What, what is it specifically? A, a Galaxy Note 10. See, this is too long of a name. This is Apple iPhone 11. iPhone 11. 11. 11. Was it Pro? Mac, a pro. I don't have a Max. That's an iPad. <laughs> Some of y'all walking around like this. Like, Hello! <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> and then, can I just say this? This has nothing to do with the word, but let me just say this. When you FaceTime, saints, you don't need it here. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the word. <laughs> but some of y'all, when you be FaceTiming, Hold on back. Wait a minute. Why is the phone in your eye? Pull it down here. Okay. Let's go back to the Bible. Come on. So listen. <laughs> if I get mad at this for not being this, I'm going to be angry. Listen, you're going to talk to a crazy you're gonna be frustrated. You're gonna be mad. You're gonna feel like, why are you doing me like this? And the whole time the android is replying, I'm not an apple. For some of you, a lot of your feuds are because you're not accepting what it is. So you're hollering at them. You're screaming at them. You, you creating cuss words and asking God for forgiveness later. Don't look at me with that tone of face. I know the saints. The most saved, sanctified one up in here, you a creative cusser. Because you tried not to do it, but it slipped, and then you had to ask for forgiveness while it was coming out. I know it. I know it. <laughs> That's another message, because I'm grateful. <laughs> excessive <laughs> it's the inside joke alright look if this is your relationship this doesn't need to, it's not broken it's just android I want android people to say like I don't get it bishop I don't get it that's actually part of the message because Android users, y'all complicate stuff all the time. It's simple. Click the button. Y'all got to go through five steps. I'm just messing. If I look at me, I'm just messing. If I look at me, 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 here's the deal. Abraham just said, I see lot. I get it. We're kinsmen. We're relatives. And you know what? I got nothing but love for you. I, I care about you. But I now recognize we are just not family. 
And rather than us hollering and screaming and acting a fool with one another, and rather than me being mad at you because you're loyal to them and not to me, I have to change my expectations of you so that I treat you like a relative, not family. See, my family, I wouldn't let go. But relatives? Somebody say, I got to let it go. You ready? There you go. So here it is. Let's finish. Um, you only know what the relationship really is when opportunities arise. Here you are. Your laptop device is ready to pick up. Thank you. Amen. Did my exercise for the day. Just did it right now. Just did it. <laughs> so here's the deal. Once you know what it is, somebody say, once I know what it is, here's what I do. You stop the strife. Get everybody on the same page. Accept the reality of who they are. So I can adjust my expectations. Say, I'll answer the question. Does this relationship need to be healed because it's broken or is it working as it was designed? For those relationships that do need to be healed, can I give you one more scripture? Can I give you one more? Colossians 3.8. Would you grab me um, some of these clothes? These are ladies' clothes, right? Ladies' clothes? They're ladies' clothes? Okay. All right. All right. Come on. Oh, that's winter stuff. Okay. All right. Come on up here. Oh, no. Let me see these. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Let's see what else we got. All right. All right. Come on. Clean it up. Come on. Come on. All right. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. Glitter skirt. All right. Awesome. Okay. It's a fashion show. Hey. All right. So, 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 okay, here we go. Now keep that going. I like that. All right. Give me one more garment. Let's have those bracelets. Awesome. Can I get two ladies over here? And we're about to close. We're about to close. We're about to close. Because I got to go. So we're about to close. <laughs> All right, here we go. Colossians 3 and 8. Thank you, ladies. Y'all are going to be my models. No, 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 no. Y'all going to be my models today. <laughs> You're like, oh, you just walked up on the stage. <laughs> no, no. You're going to be my models, okay? Say, here's how I heal it. You don't give this to every relationship. Because if you do, again, lot doesn't get this. Colossians 3 and 8. But now you must put them all away. Anger. Wrath, malice, you want to see them hurt. Slander, malicious gossip about them, and obscene talk from your mouth. Somebody say, I got to put that away. Here's how you heal it. So that means there's some stuff. Can you, can you put these garments on these ladies? Go on. Ladies, go and grab you some garments. Go and put your garments on. 
Don't put them pants on. Matter of fact, give me the pants. Give me the pants. Give me the pants. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna get them pants. Right? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Y'all lay them pants over there. Nobody be going over there trying to rescue them pants. I know the saints. Be like, Bishop, no, they good. Bishop, just, uh-uh. Lay them pants over there. All right, come on, you got, you got what you need? Come on. What else you got? It's a t-shirt. You got what you need? All right. Wait a minute. What is this? <laughs> okay. Oh, we got three of them. Wait a minute. Overflow. Okay, listen. Come on. Come on here. Look, okay, everybody say, take it off. If I want to heal the relationship, here's how most folks come into relationships to fix it. You come in overdressed. You're hot, aren't you? No vents up here. Mm -mm, mm -mm. On purpose. Went on the microphone. <laughs> Y'all got it easy. Y'all sitting up under the air conditioning. Ain't no vents up here, so they're not on the recording. Huh? I've been doing fit harvest. <laughs> Just tripping. Right? Say, I cannot be overdressed to heal relationships. So you're going to have to take off your anger. So when I walk, when you, you got to heal a relationship, you walk in there. Mm -mm. You come in there, don't you? Don't you? You come in there ready like, I've been waiting on this all day. What does the Bible say? Let me get that up off of you. Give me that anger. Give me that wrath. What's wrath? Hot anger. That's what's making you hot. Some of y'all wonder why you're in a bad mood. You're overdressed. Somebody say, I take off the anger. I take off the wrath. I take off the malice. I take off the slander. See, malice, slander, and obscene talk, they're like accessories. And the thing about an accessory is that you get so used to wearing it, it becomes part of you. Some of y'all got rings on right now, and you just, it's just automatic. You, when you walk out your house, put a ring on, it's automatic. See, you can become so much of a gossip that you don't even know you're a gossip. And look what the Bible says, don't lie to one another. So if it hurts, say it hurts. If it made you feel less than, say it made me feel less than. Can you say this? Say, I promise, I promise. to stop lying. Because in relationships, when we're trying to fix them, we be lying. I'm good. I'm blessed. Instead of saying, you know what? That hurt. I didn't expect that from you. I expected that from Darlene now. I didn't expect that from you. Right? Look, seeing you put off the old self, let me get that other accessory from you, with its practices. All of this has to go in the box. You got to package it up, close the box. And you got to have somebody come pick these boxes up and get these boxes out your life. Somebody say, I don't handle it like that anymore. Uh -uh. 
Don't, don't call with all that extra. Don't call with all that anger and mm -mm, mm -mm. I need to get these boxes out my house. Because in my next four, no more broken relationships. <laughs> in my next four, all my relationships are getting better. Can I get you to make this declaration and say it's all getting better? Now here's why, here's why, here's why. If I don't deal with that first box, I'm going to start unpacking other boxes. Notice how I didn't even touch the other boxes because I put the other stuff I had on back into these boxes. And for some of you, you've got baggage for your teens from your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s. And I need you to open up your mouth and say, I let that go. Let me have that verse. It says, and you've put on what you got for them to put on. We're just going to go with it. Come on. No, she's going to be overdressed. Here we go. There you go. Just let her put that on. Can you put that on? Try it. Come on. Come on. Put this on like a scarf. Come on. Harvest fit. Listen, you too can fit into random clothes that are on the stage. If you, if you eat like I tell you, I'm trying to get you fit, church. <laughs> Got your scarf. Say, I put on a new man. So that means this is a whole new way of doing relationships. This is a whole new way of doing family. Because we are not going to sit here and cuss one another out for 30 minutes and then pray. Somebody say, it's not happening like that. Say, my next four, better. Here it is. You put on the new self, which is being renewed. Here's the shout, and I'm out of here, church. It's not perfect, but I'm progressing. And celebrate that there's areas of your life where you can say these things are not perfect but I can tell you what I am doing I am progressive a lot of your discouragement comes because you don't celebrate your progress can you celebrate the fact that you got two boxes out your house celebrate the fact you got some anger out your house and what am I working on I'm working on getting the rest of this stuff out my house get them boots out my house with this box out my house somebody say my relationships will be better. Can I get you to release a praise right there? Go. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, put on the new man. Now, camera, go over there. Camera, get to him. Notice, give him a close-up. Notice, that's not how they walked up here. They have on different things than when they came. This is how God intends for your next four to look like. Some people are going to say, you don't even act the same way you used to. That's the whole idea. I may not be perfect, but I'm making progress. And I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God I'm not where I used to be. Come on, everybody stand on your feet and give God glory for more in your next four. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. 
Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Elevate your summer with Osea's best-selling body care set. It's everything you need for radiant summer skin on the go. Featuring travel sizes of Osea's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral skincare, like their best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Right now, you can get the best-seller's body care set, a $78 value, 33% off. And use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.